Hey, good morning, everyone, and welcome to this podcast with Chris Pope from ServiceNow. Delighted to say this is the follow-up to our recent fireside chat. And again, today I'm joined by Phil Davis, CEO of Flyform. Morning, Phil. Morning, Chris. Uh, yeah, it's great to be here. And thanks for having me on again. Really, really appreciate the time and the conversation. Cool. So last time we got together, we talked a little bit about sort of, you know, fly form, what's going on in the world, the industry and things like that. I think we get a little bit more specific this time in sort of talking about um, obviously the now platform application engine or app engine, as it's sometimes referred to, um, or create now creators. We just had CreatorCon. There's all sorts of fun things to talk about there, but it would be really cool, you know, I guess to the listeners of the podcast, the platform has always been there. You know, if you think about back to 2004, 2005, when Fred launched the company, um, we were a platform and we still are a platform. And, and ITSM was our first real go-to-market motion, if you will. Um, and we see a lot of sort of built on now in the ServiceNow store and these applications that our partners are building. So I guess from, you know, sort of your standpoint of being an elite ServiceNow partner with us, you know, how do you see that as sort of an opportunity for, I guess, for existing customers who, you know, we know many of them start and land in ITSM and, and that's yeah. great and ITOM and then HR, but underpinning obviously all of that is the platform. So in your existing customer world, how do you see that as maybe an opportunity for them? Yeah, I think um, the, the first, the major piece of the opportunity is the fact that obviously it's the power of the platform. You know, you've got all these underlying components and by which I mean things like the workflow engine, performance analytics, you know, the machine learning, AI, all these kind of really strong, powerful parts of the platform. Uh, and when people build out these apps and app engine, a lot of what they sometimes don't realize until you kind of explain it is that they get to leverage all those other pieces. Uh, and if you're using, and if you want to make these apps also integrate into other parts of your platform, i.e. your CMDB or other stuff, again, it's getting all that, that data and all that mechanics into one place really starts to kind of exponentially add, add the value to that. Um, we've seen some great examples with some of our existing clients. So, um, you know, lots of people with um, big kind of troves of legacy apps running on mm -hmm. things like Dynamics, Lotus Notes, or, or any old custom. <laughs> from the past. <laughs> Honestly, so even last year, we did a big project for a, a public sector client and we, we moved about 200 apps out of Lotus Notes because they needed to shut it down uh, into ServiceNow. So it was great. So we and they were they thought it would be this really big mammoth task as well. Um, but within weeks, you know, we were turning some of these over. Some of these were for us in our world. They were simple as a catalog item. We were taking this entire kind of Lotus Notes piece and it was a cat item with a bit of workflow some outputs, reporting, job done. Um, so yeah, within a number of, of weeks, really, we'd managed to port all those apps over for them uh, and get rid of it, which was, which is one great, great kind of story. And on the other side, you know, we've got people doing trying to do really innovative things. So they're in particular vertical industries doing quite specific things, and they think they've got to go out to the market, find some custom app builders with you know some very standalone kind of code and siloed application and host it and all the other stuff. Um, and we can very quickly spin this up in, a, in a, you know, a third or two thirds of the time max of a typical app um, and get them on board. And also we bring that whole kind of, you know, I've always referred to it as that, that kind of service now sexiness, you know, that kind of the world of <laughs> an Apple, you know, great interface, nice, uh, nice to use, very powerful. Uh, and they get to leverage all that at the same time. So, yeah, it's really, uh, really interesting story from, from our side. Yeah, I think it's, you know, it, it's always an interesting conversation with customers around, I guess, you know, it, it's a bit of a loose term, but, you know, define an application. 
right yeah. when you think about it is like you say um it, it could be a simple sort of request for fill type thing where yeah. you know notes i think historically and, and at that time and you could even argue things like outlook forms yeah. you know yeah. served a purpose of of capturing data in some sort of structured way yeah. that put it in in a in a row or in a table or something that someone had a report or review and they went oh look Phil's requested something and it was a, a fairly rudimentary form of workflow, I guess. Yeah, um, yeah, and that's always an interesting one is when people think the word application, it often has this sort of idea of a, it's it's really big, it's monolithic yeah. and it's a lot of work. And and yeah, there is work involved, but I think as you also say, right, you know, from the platform standpoint, you know, you get no code, low code and sort of pro code. And, and there's still pro coders out there who, you know, pick their database platforms of choice, UX layers, yeah, whatever yeah. you want. Maybe they build in AWS or, or wherever it may be. Yeah. Um, but I think what we see, like you say, with that notes migration is, you know, there is a lot in the core, right, of the platform yeah. from, you know, whether it's the CMDB, the database, the service catalog, service portals, um, the ability to do things with, you know, the testing framework, right, which, you know, yes, you build an app, but how do you support it? How do you test it? How do you scale it? How do you run it continually, right? Not necessarily things you would always think about, but they're all there in the box together. And I think, you know, how do you, you know, we have a lot of go-to-market motions and sales conversations, let's call them. You know, for you, how would you and your team, I guess, position the platform in that way where it's slightly different from a sort of the ITSM approach or the HR yeah. approach and so on? Yeah, I think, again, we, we try and go in with the fact that it's, it is a platform. You know, this is a platform that you can build anything on and the flexibility is there and the power is there and, and going to the point you just made around having that service portal, the workflow, all that stuff, but also things like the mobile app. You know, we can build apps straight into the platform right now, push them to mobile. They've got immediate mobile availability, whereas a lot of standalone stuff they'd be building out for both potentially or just one or just the other. Um, so for us, and what we do with the existing clients in particular is it's very much positioned as, look, you've already got the platform and made this investment. So for a very fractional amount on top, you know, if anything, you can you can start to deploy even more in there. And actually, this is actually a cost saving for all these people. You know, they're retiring these old platforms, saving money uh, and, and getting a very, very quick return as well. And what I also like the concept of is, as we know, your know, skills in this industry and, and, and the adjacent industries, you know, can be hard to, to find or, or utilize. Um, and if you've spent an investment to build up an in-house capability or you're working with a partner like us with a, a managed service or another type of um, uh, offering, consolidating as much as you can into that one place, if you've, if you've chosen to make it a strategic platform, that's a win-win because you've now got people being trained, the same guys that have built ITSM for you, whether that's us or internal, we can then take those same skills and, and with some tweaking and some learning, redeploy those you know, into the, the other parts of the platform. Uh, so, so again, there's, there's much more to it than even just the technical side, just from a, an organizational side and a cultural side. And we see a kind of trend where once we can get like one to three kind of first apps moved across, it tends to be a very big shift in buy-in. So all of a sudden kind of the execs and the users, they all see how, how much better the new world is, how much easier to use it is. It's familiar because they're already using self-service portal internally and other things. Um, so then when you start to deploy things that look and feel the same, the adoption rates go up, the, the resistance to change is lower. So we like to talk about a lot of those kind of less um, technical features as well when we, when we speak to the, the, the teams about doing this stuff. Yeah, and I think it's interesting, you know, as, as 
I would say some of those longer term customers we've had and the way they purchased and, and the, the license deals they have and so on, many of them are actually entitled to lots of elements of the platform already. And, you know, as we move forward, that's something that we continue to build and grow on. But I think, you know, if you think about it at a, at a platform level, you know, Paris was released not that long ago now, and there's a, there's a big migration of customers. Um, and unsurprisingly, you know, I think it's this week, possibly next week, uh, Quebec is dev complete. So we're already on that journey, right? <laughs> in terms of what's coming next. It's hard to keep up, isn't it? <laughs> oh, it's, it's crazy. We've actually got them listed now, I think, all the way out through to Z. Uh, we've got all the names. Um, I'll see if I can dig it up before the end of this. But, uh, you know, you think about some of the things that we added in there, you know, with things like the process automation designer, which, you know, workflow's always been there. Workflow design has been there. And, um, you know, elements of it, I guess, are still fairly technical you know, and, and scripting yeah. here and there, and, and you need to know your way around. But I think what they've done with, you know, the, the automation designer there is try to bring it all together singly in a canvas and make it very repeatable, but drag and drop. And a little bit like we saw, you know, the, 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 the sort of boom, if you will, around easy to build website platforms and the Wix and the GoDaddies of the world. Yeah. You know, yeah. we're moving into that arena of drag and drop workflow and, and yeah. those capabilities, as well as underpinning all of that with with key things that you know customers want around source control um, yeah. the ability to log in authenticate the secure side of it as well and then you know source control becomes a big part of this as well where you know you can't do everything in global yeah. <laughs> unfortunately <Yeah. laughs> got to have scoped applications and things like yeah. that so i think you know the more we add to that only the better the story becomes for building on the platform yeah, absolutely. And I think the, the other thing is obviously the more that this keeps gaining traction, which has gained a lot of traction in the past, you know, 12, 24 months in particular, the more we kind of went through this little journey, I, I feel, with back in the day with ITSM and the, and the core platform, where when it first kind of was around, it was obviously less mature and we were doing lots of things in there, which in the long term, then we ended up undoing and, and going back in with different best practices. And I think the platform is really at a level of maturity now for App Engine, where, as you said, you've got these process automation designer, the workflow designer, you've got the mobile, mobile studio. There's a lot of really great out of the box, no code, low code type bits now that allow people to produce these apps, not only easily, more easily from a technical perspective, but also then, as you said, the management of those, the safety of those, they're in this scoped environment. It's a very, um, it's a very easy and safe way to push these out at speed. And we've seen some recent examples, right? We've seen the, um, the COVID tracing app up in Scotland, and we've seen, um, a number of other organizations deploying similar kind of concepts very quickly, uh, you know, in, in a matter of weeks to solve real challenges. And I think that does go to show that when an organization is focused and the red tape is out of the way and they want to just get something done, this can push out a great solution very quickly that um, solves can solve any issue. And what I really love about it is the fact that I could go in and talk to anyone today and it could be somebody with wind farms who've got sensors on them. It could be, <laughs> it could be a local authority that wants to handle um taxi cab licenses or it could be you know mcdonald's with um you know putting their machines into the, the iot you know it could be any of this range of things going on and yep. the great thing with having this this kind of uh, agnostic platform is we can build anything on there very very quickly and the big link for all of that is if those apps then happen to need to link to other processes i.e do we is something going to happen in this application where you then need to dispatch a field engineer or you then need to raise an incident or and 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 you know, you're right. in the same platform, it can plug straight across, it can link the CI and you've got that end-to-end -end kind of experience in one place then. So it really does uh, tie together really well. 
Yeah, it's it's interesting, you know, a lot of the conversations we've had with customers lately, you know, uh, whether they're in pharmaceutical, oil and gas, travel and, you know, and hospitality and so on, is when you sort of get away from talking about, you know, your favorite thing, your favorite technology, your favorite platform, whatever, and you sort of get to, well, what's the problem you're trying to solve? What I sometimes struggle with is once you sort of put your workflow glasses on, you see everything as a workflow problem, right? <laughs> Everywhere you look, you know, in, um, and, and that's not a bad thing, but what you also then start to think about is all the other services that you use, whether it's the, the Disney Pluses, the Netflix of the world and so yeah. on, right? Or Deliveroo and things. They're great experiences, but they're underpinned by workflow. That's why they work, right? And that's why magically, you know, your pizzas arrive and your your boxes from yeah. Amazon and all that sort of stuff, right? <laughs> and I think there's becoming a much more sort of better understanding, I think, of, of thinking about solving the problem and the workflow aspect of it. So I think if you think about that, right, and, and some of the things that I know, you know, we're, we're talking to others about is everyone's going into prediction mode for 2021 and, what, and what's coming, right? Uh, and trying to see beyond this 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 lockdown and God help us Brexit and then who yeah. knows what comes after that, right? Yeah. Um, is you know what do you see sort of next year in terms of you know where you think some of the the things your clients are talking to you about and what your teams are talking about, right? You know you got a decent sized yeah. team at Flyform in yeah. terms of uh, what they want to work on and what problems potentially they might want to go after. Yeah, so I think client wise. Um, Probably the more innovative end of, of the scale we're starting to see now, especially in the local authorities and kind of public sector, but especially with local authorities, there's a lot of the kind of the smart city stuff is really starting to gain traction. Um, and again, we're, and, and that kind of element of work, like making, how do we make cities smarter? How do they make, and make the citizen experience smart? And we're starting to see a lot more of wanting to get this whole, um, these IoT environments, these sensors, these, all these other things kind of plugged into a platform, into an application. Um, and also from the citizen experience, the actual application, they want to be served just like you described. We want to go online to the council's app and order a new bin or a, a, um, a large item pickup in the same way that we jump on and order something on Amazon last night. Yeah. Uh, we're starting to see that really wanting to take place now. In the private sector, and there's obviously some overlap between the two, we're really starting to see them. You know, for the last few years, lots of machine learning, AI conversations have been taking place and it was still almost seen as that kind of, oh, yeah, it sounds really good, but it's a little bit futuristic. But we're really starting to see that stuff gaining a lot of credibility now. We're starting to see it function and work. And we're now starting to see them talking about, you know, and actually implementing that. And But then they say, well, how can this tie into our existing applications? How do we take this machine learning or this AI and apply it to that app over there in our vertical? Um, yep. You know, how do we build that out? So, and that's a, a really interesting place as well for us. Um, and we see them you know, very much now get into an innovative place uh, of thought. From an internal perspective, um, we're looking at a few different options. And we've, we've spoken about this recently. You know, there's kind of, for me, two or three or, or a few, hand, less than a handful of ways of, of app engines most common use cases in my mind. And one is kind of, you know, we talk about these these horizontal kind of apps. So like a room booking service or something that could go into any kind of industry. Um, something that's kind of very um, vertical specific. So it's going into a specific industry or it's something that is just going in to solve a particular problem in one organization. Um, the guys in, in Flyform at the moment are quite excited about, we've been pushing a lot of innovative conversation around what problems are there in verticals I mean, that we can build OEM, standalone apps on the platform and, and go and kind of showcase. 
um, and they're looking at that now and enjoying it. And I was smiling just now when you were talking about the, um, you start to put workflow glasses on because literally just last night I was talking to my partner on the sofa about, uh, and you'll, you, you'll feel my pain to some degree, but I was talking about traveling a lot with the business and you start to avoid certain hotels and go to other ones because some of them you walk in, like even a premier in, I got to the point where I'm going to premier in a lot because I walk in, I don't have to speak to anyone. I can put my card in, it'll drop <laughs> me a key out automatically. It yeah. takes me 20 seconds and I'm in my room. Whereas I was walking into, uh, and I won't name them, a, a, you know, a very popular, nice chain of hotels. And there's a couple of them that have been had this impact on me. And you're there for eight to 10 minutes at the desk while the person is furiously tapping and clicking. And I know yeah. what's going on behind that screen now. I know that I've booked on booking.com. They don't have a proper API. So then they're copying and pasting from four different <laughs> systems. And I, it literally inside, I get hot. My heart starts to go and I'm bothered. You know, I feel like saying, turn the screen around. Let me look at what you're building or what you're doing. I'm going to come back next week with an app because we know full well that that could be so much more slicker, better customer experience, better user experience, driven by workflow. Um, and I have the same thing at the airport. You're there sometimes and they're tapping, copy and pasting. And, and one time, not that long ago, the woman actually had her screen turned to me and it was one of the old, yeah, you know, the, the old black screens with the neon text on kind of like a bit of a mainframe <laughs> looking screen. And yeah. I'm, I'm in pain at that point. You know, I've got this service now world in my head where we can get these things running, running slick, be well governed. And they're crunching away on these archaic systems. Um, and going to your point earlier about people, what is an app? A lot of these companies think it's a big, huge deal, you know, to go through this stuff. We've done a lot of cases. We can fix this with some really short, sharp, you know, solutions and just make the whole experience better. So it's quite a, I'm probably a bit of a nerd for, for saying that, but that's literally, I mean, these places, <laughs> these problems in my brain, I'm a solution. I'm a solutions guy. I'm standing in, I can see the answer already. And I just want to pull it apart yeah. and fix it for them. And yeah, always with service now. So. Oh, that's cool. We like to hear that. Well, Phil, brilliant. Thank you for taking the no time, problem. sharing your insights again. And uh, yeah, I'm sure we'll be doing more of these uh, in the near future as part of it. But again, thank you for the partnership. Really appreciate it. Good catching up. And uh, hopefully the listeners have enjoyed this and uh, we'll be publishing more of these again soon. So uh, until next time, goodbye from me and goodbye from Phil. Yeah, thanks very much for your time again, Chris. I've enjoyed the conversation. Have a good day. Thanks.